We hear so much about what it means to be a woman, from being in our feminine energy, our soft girl era, a girl's girl, a corporate baddie, a new modern day housewife, the it girl, the outside girl, the I'm too good to be outside girl. What the hell does that ever even mean? It seems like these days, not only do we have to keep up with the insufferable status quo, but we are now being forced to keep up with social trends and curated niches that force us to label who we are. From generation to generation, we as women have been robbed of the most valuable lesson we could ever be taught. And that is, the only thing we ever need to do to show up as ourselves authentically and to stand in our power is to just be. In this space, week to week, we'll cover topics that will allow us to feel like we're just with our girls. We'll laugh, we'll cry, we'll heal, trauma dump, but most importantly, kiki. Everything from throwing shade to shadow work. This is The Girls That Get It. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to The Girls That Get It. How you been, girls? Have you guys missed me? I know I've missed you. I know I've been MIA for the past two weeks. And to make a long story short, life has been lifing, okay? And in living color with me. It is just relentless. But nonetheless, I'm here today and I will be here moving forward. Um, you know, if you get it, you get it. I feel like no matter how much older you get in age, or how much you obtain in money and, you know, you have your material life and things look good on camera. It's, I just feel like I'm still learning life every single day. And for the past couple of weeks, it's been a lot. You know, I'm in school right now. I'm taking accelerated courses, meaning I'm taking a semester of courses in eight weeks. And it's whooping my ass. Now I'm having amazing grades. My relationship with my instructors and professors are amazing, but it's a lot. I'm also working in school, working in school. I'm also going to work while I'm at school. I have other things to take care of. It's just been a lot. And on top of responsibilities, you have the everyday, <laughs> everyday circumstances of life. You know, I was talking to a patient of mine at my job. I work for a mental health clinic and I was talking to a patient, she was older, and I was just speaking to her because she seemed extremely stressed. She was coming in to get her medication refill, and I was just talking to her. I'm like, what's going on? Da, 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 da. And she was just like, you know, no matter how much older you get in life, that doesn't mean you know what's going on. It just means you have more tools in your toolbox to navigate life. And I feel like that's what's been happening the past few weeks for me. There's just more tools in my toolbox because I've been getting my ass kicked. <laughs> but the most amazing thing about life is the pleasantries of the people we get to meet and we get to have relations with and we get to, you know, be ourselves in. And those are our friendships. And in times like this, I am someone that does need, you know, moments to myself to recoup and to regroup and to restore my power. I have to be by myself, but after I'm done recharging, I need to be around my people. And my people, without a doubt, are my family, but my people who I've made the conscious decisions to be my people are my friends. And 
you know, like that saying, it's just like you hang out with your friends once and you realize that life is worth living. That is why I think I value friendship is because I think we're all on this floating rock, right? And none of us know what we're doing. None of us do. But every once in a while, we meet people who remind us that life is worth living, you know, when you're laughing with someone you care about and you're laughing so hard and you're looking at each other in the eye and you're like, if you say one more word, bitch, I will literally die. Please stop talking. Or you're crying with your friends on the couch and you realize like, oh my God, I look so ugly and I'm crying so hard. And your friend's like, girl, I don't care. I'm going through the same thing. There's like this connection. It's so pure. It's so light. It's actually not that light. I think when you love certain people, of course, the flow of how you guys go through life together should be light. But I feel like the connection you feel with the best friend, for me personally, will never be light. Like, I love really hard. And that sounds so, like, pompous. Like, no, for me, my love is heavy and thick. Okay? But what I mean by that is I feel like... When it comes to love, I don't want to love lightly. I don't want to, you know, just be careless in my love. I want my love to feel, to feel, period. And so that is what this episode is about, is female friendships. Now, I do want to say something. I noticed that a lot of my viewers are women, and a few of them are men, and I love that. But I need to remind you guys that this podcast is for women. It's for their girls. So I will always try my best to have conversations that include everyone. I love inclusivity, but this is for girls. So this episode is focusing on female friendships and how important and vital they are to our physical, mental, and spiritual benefit. Okay? All three of them, they do so much for us, but we live in a society that has not taught us the importance of them, how to navigate them, and what to do once we have them. I guess that's navigation, isn't it? I don't know. Well, stay tuned, girls. This is Female Friendships on the Girls That Get It. You know, being in love is such a good feeling. Like, being in love to me feels like I just cleaned my room. My bed is freshly made with fresh sheets, okay? A candle is lit or an incense is lit, whatever you like. My TV show is on. Whatever TV show, it could be Real Housewives, it could be The Office, it could be Big Brother. I'm on some Big Brother kick right now. But my show is on. My snack is right next to me. And I just put the cover over me and it feels so good. It feels like yummy. Like that feeling is almost palpable. That's what being in love feels like. It's just nice. But female friendships, oh, they feel so good. I'm smiling as I'm saying that. Female friendships to me feel like a really quick, rapid episode of Sex in the City in one night. Like, picture getting ready with your girls. You're about to have a night out. You got one girl getting ready in the bathroom. There's always a bathroom friend, okay? She's in the bathroom. She's getting ready. You have one girl getting ready in the living room on the floor, okay? 
you have one friend that was already ready an hour ago and now she's just taking selfies on the patio kind of annoying but like you gotta let her live right and you're only annoyed because you're not ready yet but it's like bitch when i'm done getting ready you better take pictures of me because you already got your pictures in and then you have one friend that's getting ready in the room and she takes the longest the girl who gets ready in the room takes the longest okay she's stressed out she's a little bit antsy and for some reason she knows she takes forever to get ready but she still chooses to be the dj puts more stress on herself we don't get it but there's so much ruckus going on but you have this feeling of excitement okay music is playing drinks are going and you feel good you guys all walk to the uber you get in the uber and the night begins because the night doesn't matter about where you're going no 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 in female friendships it's never the destination it's the journey on your way to the uber it's like a like it's like a warm-up and then you get in the uber and you're laughing and all you girls you talk about like what the night could look like what the night will look like who are you gonna see who you're gonna talk to who you're not gonna talk to what's the mo what's the vibe who are we tonight it's that feeling of being together that's what female friendships and this is the best part you don't even have to have a girl group it could just be you and your bestie if it's you and your bestie, you feel like it's you against the world. Because a part of you is thinking like, it is me and you against the world. Sometimes when you're with your girl and you're getting ready to go out, you have those talks of like, I wish a bitch would. It's like you want the world to bark so you and your bestie could bite. That's what female friendships feel like. They're just safe. They're imaginative. They're real. They're tangible. They're warm. They're spicy. There's so much. So why is it that from a very young age, we live in a culture and a time that puts so much emphasis on romantic relationships, right? I want you to think about the first time you watched a romance movie. It wasn't when you were 13. No, you're, you're probably three, two, four years old watching some princess meet her Prince Charming. You're reading a book about it. Your parents are telling you about it. From the time you can even be around different sexes on the playground you're talking about like oh he likes he's mean to you because he likes you whatever you're fed all this information about the importance of romantic relationships but the life that friendships give me give you give us we don't really have sources like that we have to seek out extra information about how to navigate female friendships they're not just given to us on a platter the same way we're given movies about finding our prince charming but there's science to back up the importance of female friendship you know you've heard that term men are from mars women are from venus it's because we are inherently different from men we think differently we act differently we solve problems differently we're even more emotionally driven than men are and yes, men and women do support each other. Like I said, there's no better feeling than being in love. But we as women, we thrive. We are stronger and we are wiser and more and more emotionally regulated when we have strong ties to the women in our life. And research shows that. Research has shown that women, possibly more than men, need to maintain these connections because of the health benefits. These connections and bonds increase serotonin and oxytocin, the bonding hormone, which directly affect our quality of life. A study at a Stanford had shown in times of stress, women don't just experience fight or flight, but they also release oxytocin 
And when the release of oxytocin happens, it can compel women to tend and befriend, aka protect their home, their children. But the interesting part is that whether they have children or do not, when women are stressed, we also have a deep yearning to connect with other women. Maintaining these bonds become even more important as we grow older because things just get harder, you know? We're focused on our career. We have more stress when it comes to financial. We have to take care of our children, our spouses. It's a lot. And the reason why I want to bring in the scientific issues to it, not issues, but scientific facts to it, is because I feel like in the life that we live, I feel like sometimes we're just rushing through our days, rushing through our time, rushing through money. And it can lead us to filling these pockets of loneliness. And so whether you're single or in a relationship, sometimes yearning for more is normal, right? Like I feel like to my parents, I'm always going to be their daughter, meaning they're always going to see me through a certain lens. And whether I'm conscious of it or not, I'm going to act in a way that is in comfortable. That's comfortable for them because I'm their daughter, right? And to my work life, I'm going to subconsciously or consciously act a different way because I'm in a work setting. The same way I'm going to act a certain way with my partner. I'm always going to be me, but there's a certain aspect to it. But with your friends, you just get to be you. You just get to show up authentically. There's, there's no rubric for it. But that's also the caveat, right? If I'm dating someone... There's only a few outcomes. Either we stay together or we break up. But in friendships, that's not the same rubric because there isn't necessarily one. It's hard to navigate friendships at times because we were never taught how to navigate them. So while I want to bring the importance to our awareness, I also want to talk about how do we become the friends that we seek? I think as you grow older, it becomes the first time that you kind of do a checklist of the people that you surround yourself with, right? Because when you're younger, you don't really have to do that so much. Like the friends you make when you're younger are somewhat made out of proximity, right? When you're younger, like preschool young, elementary young, you're meeting friends on the playground. So those are your friends. When you get to high school, it's the friends that you hang out with because of the sports you're in, football, basketball, cheer, all of that, right? Then you get to college and it's the classes that are amongst you that you meet your friends or the sororities that you're in or your best friend's friend. It's proximity. And then you hit like 25. And then you start being like, wait a minute. I actually don't agree with who you are as a person or you may agree with who I am as a person. Or I don't like the way you do things. Or I love the way you do that, but I hate the way you do that. And you don't really see me the way I see you. So now I can't call you a best friend, but just a good friend. Or we don't see each other all the time, but we're friends. And you do like a little checklist. I call them friendship check-ins. And I came up with four tips to help you navigate your friendships and to be a better friend. Number one, communication. And listen, I kind of feel like a fraud for even saying that because... I vouch so much for how pleasant relationships are once you have a healthy communication flowing. And I am sometimes the worst at communicating. I always know what I feel, but I don't always know how to express that. 
but it's something that I've worked on and something I am working on. And it's something that I've recognized that when it's not happening in my relationships, things start to wither away. Like when you're dating, there's kind of an understanding of how things will go, right? You meet someone you like, you date them, you might become exclusive. And then when there's issues, you fight about them. And when you fight about them, you're either going to make up or break up. Friendships are not like that. They're not structured. They're very ambiguous. So when problems arise, sometimes we don't always know how to navigate them. For example, if you have a really good friend of yours and you kind of feel like you two are drifting apart, it's something that is sensed between the two of you, but how to articulate that is sometimes hard, right? Like if you reach out to a friend and she doesn't reply back to you for three days, if you are not mature enough, when she does reply back, you might wait another three days and vice versa. And it could go on. And the next thing you know, you guys haven't talked in months. And now there's like this beef between you two that you can't really put your finger on because you didn't communicate it. Or if like your friend does something that you don't like, sometimes we don't always say it to the friend. We just kind of say it to another friend, which is like, I don't know. Did you think that was weird? Like, I didn't like how that happened. And I feel like she should know not to do that. It just gets hard. And we don't do things the wrong way because we're bad people. It's just that we pour so much of ourselves into our friendships, so much. So when things get hard, it's so uncomfortable because we don't want to disrupt our friendships, even though there's a problem. So I urge all of you that if you are in a situation right now with a friend or just in the near future, be strong enough and have faith in your friendship that when you communicate things that are bothering you, that there will become a resolution. But you have to be an active participant in your friendship to do so. I think... You have to put your pride aside. You have to put your pride aside. I think as I'm saying that, it just kind of hit me for my own situations. Wow. See, I'm talking to myself for you guys, and I'm becoming more aware of my own faults. Prime example why communication is so important. So that's step one. <laughs> Checklist number two is allowing your friends to show up as themselves, whether you like it or not, all the time. And what I mean by that is, as we grow older, we will have these situations that will arise and that we will have moments of saying, hey, I didn't like the way she did that. Or why did she do that? Or why did she say that? Or why did she act this way? And the truth of the matter is, is that your friend's choices do not and should not be approved or vetted by you and I know that sounds so harsh but I think the fundamentals of friendships when we're seeking them when we find them is we're looking for some type of sameness in one another right like you're not going to really be best friends with someone that you don't agree with jack shit about so you're looking for the sameness but I urge you to look for similarity because it is so easy who want to be involved in your friends' lives and everything they do. And let me be very clear, I'm very guilty of this. I think I have this way of saying to myself that like, I love my friends so much, so of course I care about what they go through. And what did you reply back to him? And what did he say? Or don't go for that job, they don't deserve it. Da, da, da. And I think I'm coming from a good place, but what I really am trying to do is put my wants onto them. 
And it's not healthy. It's not fair. Because in friendship, the whole point is to want to show up to someone and be yourself and be opened arm welcome. And as we get older, it's hard to decide, hey, I don't agree with that, but go for it versus I don't agree with anything you do. So what do we do now? Right? And sometimes that's really hard to face. But you have to allow people to be who they are. That way you can decide for yourself if it's in alignment with you. You know, like if you have siblings, you grow up knowing that you come from the same house. So there's like this underlying understanding of one another. But your siblings are not going to do what you want. So sometimes you have siblings that you're super close to, you talk to every day or every other couple of days. And then you have siblings that you say like, you are not healthy for me. You must leave my life. You have to do that with your friends too. But the caveat to that is making sure that you're not trying to make someone into something they are not to fit your comfortability. Because that's not fair for anyone. So before you want to tell a friend I don't agree with what you're doing, check yourself and say, is it even my place? Are they asking for my opinion? And like I said, it's hard because we as women, we're very, very involved in each other's life. But something I have learned and something that I am learning is that if someone is doing something that I don't like over and over again, instead of me trying to fix and change them, I just need to rearrange how I interact with them or how I place them. And that's a hard pill to swallow. And we'll talk about that more in episode two of Friendships when we talk about friendship breakups and when to know when to walk from relationships but for now we're just going to focus on the checklist so to wrap it up allow your friends to be themselves around you and be the friend that you are seeking to to find don't be misjudgy wedgy no one wants a friend that's freaking judgy now you always have that mom friend in the group that's like you're afraid to tell her that you text her ex back because you know she's going to rip you a new one. Yeah, that's different. But you don't want to be a friend that no one wants around because you think that you know what to do in everyone's life and really your life is falling apart. Right? Don't do that. Don't be that girl. Number one, communicate. Number two, allow your friends to show up as themselves whether you like it or not. And number three is the most difficult but the most important one in my opinion. I call it check yourself okay if you find that you cannot keep friends or you're constantly changing your friend group or people just don't really want to be close to you or you just lose friends left and right odds are baby girl you are the problem and I know that it's uncomfortable to hear because sometimes It feels like it's not me. Everyone else is fake. It's not possible, babes. I don't know what to tell you. If you mean to tell me that every friend you've ever had has to be fake, rude, and jealous of you, you are the problem. And it's actually scary to hear you say that out loud. Do you know what I mean? Like, I've always had this number one rule about me. If I meet a girl, and as I get to know her, she tells me that so-and-so used to be my friend or I used to hang out or we used to be friends blah 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 blah. if you cannot keep a friend that lets me know that I'm only next on that list unless you do some deep reflection and therapy 
And I don't even say that to be shady. I say that because it's very true. A lot of times people are not taught how to be a good friend. This is actually an interesting fact that I found when I was doing my research for this episode. It says that difficulties forming or maintaining friendships sometimes correlate to autism or depression or anxiety disorders. Now, not everyone will suffer from that, so I'm not making that excuse for everyone. But a lot of times, for those people who do find it hard to keep up with friendships and conversations and set us flow, it's literally linked to some type of disorder and that can be easily manageable. You just have to find someone who's willing to do the work with you and find the people who are your people who will support you in that exploration. And, but most importantly, you have to put that work in. But if you are not someone who suffers with anxiety or depression or some type of autism on the spectrum, and you're just kind of unpleasant to be around, you cannot expect people to want to be around. Okay? So, if you are always negative, Okay, you only bring gossip to the table or you only want to talk about how so-and-so looks bad or how so-and-so broke up with their boyfriend. No one wants to be around that sometimes. Now, I am not saying that girls don't love to gossip. One thing about me, when me and my girls get together, we always do check-ins and then immediately it's like, what tea have we missed out on? Please, my cup is right here. My napkin's next to me. Spill it. Right? I'm not saying that. I'm saying that if you only bring negativity around and if something great happens to one of your friends and you find it difficult to applaud or to support them it's you you are the problem and you have to figure out what about you finds it so hard to open up your heart and say hey i'm actually having difficulty being vulnerable and a lot of times that difficulty being vulnerable and your comfortability and being negative comes from a place of insecurity and I really want to emphasize that it's not anyone's job to make you secure. That is your job and your responsibility only. So work on that. And I don't, again, I'm not saying that to be shady. I'm saying that because it's the realities of life. Another key point or key cue to know if it's you that's being the issue in your friendship is if you are hard to speak to. You know what I mean? Like if you are quick to anger and people can't, tell you how they feel because they feel you're going to blow up on them or they don't want to tell you what they're doing in life because they feel like you're going to be judgy wudgy on them that's you that's a you problem and not your friend problem now I do want to say that of course there calls for sometimes for you to say to your friend hey I love you I see you but what you're doing not okay don't agree with this is not you what's going on right that's not what I'm saying here I'm saying that if you find that your friends don't feel comfortable speaking to you, especially about really sentimental and sensitive topics, it's probably because you're anger. And if you are someone who deals with anger issues, you being angry and people telling you that your anger is uncomfortable to be around is probably not news to you. So if you are getting older and you're seeking friendships and you're seeking closeness, you have to be able to check your own shit at the door to be fulfilled in your relationships. And it's not a diss to anyone. It's just the facts of life. I know this this section is heavier because taking ownership in our faults kind of feels like we're bad people. But the only thing that makes you a bad people or a bad person is if you are aware of your issues, you know that they affect people negatively, and you choose to stay in those behaviors because 
that's just how I am and that's just who I am and if you don't like it leave it you're gonna get left every time so number three is vital especially when you're having difficulties with a friend you gotta be able to say like okay what role do I play in that prime example if you know me or if you're a best friend of mine or a close friend of mine I am the person that people don't want to tell their shitty things to because I am someone that's like okay but why'd you do that okay but you know that da, 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 da. I am someone that I do tell my friends you look crazy but the caveat is I'm not here to judge you I'm not here to tell you what to do I'm just asking questions of why who what where and when and if that makes you uncomfortable I don't really think that's my fault babes because what are you doing <laughs> it's funny right but I've had a really good friend of mine good friend that's my best friend she was dating someone and this person was for all intents and purposes really shitty and she knew that I knew that but she wanted to work on it and I remember I called her to check on her and the first thing she said to me when she opened the FaceTime was Alex I love you but I don't want to hear what you have to say I'm going to do my own choices and it was a really good check-in for me to know that just because I love a friend and just because I do have the best intentions, that doesn't mean that my opinion is always warranted or my opinion is even wanted. And so I have to work on that. So if you have a hard time hearing that it's probably you, it should only be a problem if you know you're not willing to put in the work. I'm willing to put in the work because that's my best friend. I don't ever want to make her feel that way. It's uncomfortable. And I can tell her every single day and every time that, hey, that's my, not my intention, not my intention. But let me tell you guys something. Your intention will never be bigger than your impact. I got into a really big fight over a friend about that. I was telling her, like, your behavior kind of fucking blows and your anger is uncomfortable. And she was like, I'm not intent. I don't. That's not my intention. I didn't intend to do that. And I have to tell her, like, at some point, your intention doesn't mean jack shit. Because if I'm driving carelessly and I run over someone and I break their leg, obviously that was not my intention to do that. But nonetheless, the leg is broken and I did it. And now they have to heal from it. So if you think that you are not intending to be a negative friend, you're not intending to be gossipy, you're not intending to be judgy-wudgy, that's cute and that's fine and all, but now you have to put in the work to not do so. Number three is so vital. Check yourself. If you find yourself not being able to keep up with friends, friends don't want to be around you and you lose friends, you don't have a best friend, it's hard to make friends, it's probably you. And you have a lot of work to do. But that's okay, as long as you're willing to put in the work. Now, step number four is my favorite check-in. And it is... Showing and expressing your love should not be exclusive to your romantic relationships. Do that with your friendships. It is so fulfilling when you get to love on your friends. You see your friends, you give hugs, you give kisses on the cheek, you say how beautiful you are. It feels brighter, warmer, more sentimental. If you're thinking of your friend, send her a text, send him a text. Thinking about you, love you so much, you're a rock star, I love you, you're doing great they look beautiful don't be afraid to say like you look so damn good oh my god i'm so lucky to know you let's go on a date you and your friends should be going on dates a lot of times friendships fail because you don't have not even you don't have you don't make the time for that and yes 
I know that when they're like in a group setting, when it's like a friendship group, it's easier to get together. But you should honor those one-on-one personal relationships as well. You know, I had issues of doing that too, where I'm like, oh shit, I haven't checked in with you. How are you doing? Don't just have romance in your romantic relationships because friendships are the most romantic things. You ever hang out with your friends and you're talking to each other and you're looking so closely into each other's eyes and you're just intentively listening and you laugh when they laugh, you cry when they cry and you're happy when they're happy. That is romance. That's romantic. That's beautiful. So honor that, cherish that, take care of that and provide that. I think life is more beautiful when you're loving and when you are in love. And being in love isn't only for the person you want to have sex with. I'm in love with my friends. If you are my friend and you're hearing this, I'm in love with you and I'm in love with your impact on my life. And I hope my impact does the same for you. Don't just share your love for romance. I guarantee you, once you start showing up for your friends, how you show for everyone else up, does that even sentence make sense? If you don't get what I'm saying, you're just trying to bully me into thinking that I don't speak well. So if you don't get that, you're being a bully. Okay? Romance your friends. Hug your friends. Kiss your friends. Tell your friends how beautiful they are. Take them on dates. Take time for them. Cry to them. Love them. If this episode was helpful, I did my job. If it taught you something new, I did my job. If it was just something to listen to, I did my damn job. Hello. Next week is a little bit heavier. It's a little bit heavier for me. And honestly, for anyone. We're talking about friendship breakups and when to know when to walk away from friends. How to make friends. I really wanted to lead that conversation with love when we get into in breakup, you know. But stay tuned for next week. I hope you enjoy it. And I hope you're interactive with that. And I'll see you guys soon. Love you. Bye.